The following program has been paid for by TD Touchpoints. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KFYI or iHeartMedia. This is the Carol Royce Real Estate Radio Show on News Talk 550 KFYI. Hey everyone, this is Vicki Middlebrook and Josh Collum. We're in studio today with the Carol Royce Real Estate Radio Show. Uh, we are. We're excited to give you the local Arizona update. Yeah, a lot of things are changing in our real estate market and we're here to help you be informed. That's the purpose of this real estate show every Sunday right here on 550 KFYI from 2 to 3 p.m. where we break down and talk about our local Arizona real estate market. Yeah, it's such an honor, you know, having us in your cars, or your homes or wherever you're listening to us from, but uh, we're, we're excited. That's right. So Josh, how's it going out there? You know, it's been interesting. The market is definitely changing, I would say. Um, I've seen more homes active than we've had in past years. We've noticed more price reductions, even cancellations. So the market is is different than what we've known. That's right. Times are certainly changing just in the past past three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. However, we're going to give you kind of what's a breakdown of what's going on in that local Arizona luxury market. So all data is compiled from the Arizona Regional Multiple List Service, servicing Maricopa and Pinal counties. Currently, Josh, there's 1,612 luxury homes for sale priced from $1 million to a high of $32 million. The current average price luxury for sale home in the Valley, $2.55 million with days on market averaging 64 days. If we take a look at what's under contract in escrow, there's 962 luxury homes priced from 1 million to a high of 14,950,000. Oh wow. Yeah, the average price luxury home in escrow is 2.15 million with days on market averaging 59 days. So if we break it down and take a look at just what has closed escrow just since last week's show, Mm -hmm. we had 177 homes close in our MLS. Closed escrow priced from a range of 900,000 to a high of 28.1 million. That is insane. Wow. I mean, that's an awesome price point, right? <laughs> yeah, I always love whenever we see those expensive homes sell, and I'm waiting for that one that's for $32 million to sell. Yeah, so, you know, it's got to be exciting for whoever just purchased that home because they've got <laughs> an amazing home, I'm sure, with lots of great features. Mm-hmm. But if we take a look at the current average price sold luxury home in our valley right now, it's running at $1.96 million, with average days on market 49 days. Since the first of the year, we've had 3,163 luxury homes close escrow, the highest priced year-to-date, $28.1 million in our MLS. And, you know, we started tracking home sales just over $1.5 million since the price ranges have been raising here in the Valley. Yeah, we call that the ultra-luxury. So if we look at that $1.5 million and above closed year-to-date, there's been... 1,542 homes close over that price point. The average price point for those homes, 2.71 million, with days on marketing or days on market averaging 60 days. So, I mean, as far as the luxury goes, I mean, there definitely is more inventory than what we've seen in past weeks, but it looks like there's still very much liquidity there. 
I mean, when you say that 962 homes are pending and 177 have closed, that's kind of standard of what we've been seeing in past weeks. Right. So, you know, data looks backwards, though. A lot of these sales and things, right, Josh? They're from the past. Mm -hmm. So some of those homes might have went under contract, say, February, March, April, and May that are closing right now. And then we're looking at every day some new inventory coming on the market. Mm -hmm. But in the luxury market, we're still seeing strong, healthy numbers uh -huh. because of all the cash buyers out there. I was going to say the cash buyers aren't really feeling you know, the pressure of the appreciating interest rates. So there's still some activity, I would say. Um, that's not to say that people aren't le leveraging their cash in the luxury market, but I think it still has that nice buffer, whereas maybe some of the lesser markets are feeling the strain of that. Right. So every day there's beautiful new custom luxury homes coming on the market here in the Valley. There's a lot of healthy, strong sales happening here. People are still viewing the Valley of the Sun as an affordable place to call home. And they're liking our lifestyle. I've had several clients tell me, Josh, that they've been to LA or they've been to San Diego in mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. And they're like, what's going on with Phoenix? It almost feels like we have more traffic than, <laughs> than there is there now. I know it's been busy out here. I feel like in the past couple of years, especially in the luxury market and just point of view, Paradise Valley's gotten a lot of attention. Whereas, you know, we were kind of overlooked for many years and people knew about our luxury, but it wasn't necessarily in the limelight. And I, uh, I heard recently that they're uh, greenlighting Real Housewives of Scottsdale. So, I mean, there is a lot of stuff going on in our luxury market and kind of that lifestyle. So I think there's going to be more to come. I think more people are going to come out here and experience all that we have. That's right. It's, you know, it's a wonderful place to live. And that's why we all like to call this our home here in the Valley. And, you know, the secret's been out for a while now and more and more people. But I do notice that you drive into these neighborhoods that are luxury custom neighborhoods and maybe over the years lots sat vacant and some mm -hmm. of these neighborhoods i was in one the other day neighborhood i would say is about 25 years old now at least and sure enough there were two lots that sat in that neighborhood empty for all those years when the homes were built and i'm seeing development going on so we're really seeing that infill come in where lot here or there is being sold and a lot of high-end homes are going in. Yeah. I mean, even in a lot of neighborhoods, we've even seen where they kind of do the teardown and because the lot is so valuable and rebuild. So there's been tons of development. I know in the past couple of years, we've talked about how there's been a shortage of supplies and even contractors, but now it's starting to seem like we're seeing more of that new product being built in existing lots. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see the new construction alongside with some of the homes. You know, the new homes today take on a totally different look. Mm -hmm. They might have the smart features in the home. They might have the sophisticated security systems and things like that in the home. But then when you take a look at some of the homes that were built years back, there's something special about those homes, too, with kind of the curb appeal and the features that that style had to offer. So... It's awesome to see what's going on in that luxury market. Definitely. And I know in luxury, I mean, you definitely get a lot more amenities and features than you would in the lesser markets. But um, even now, I've heard tons of clients mention that, you know, maybe the lots aren't as big as they used to be or this or that. So there's definitely some things to be gained by traditional resale. And I think Arizona has a good range of product now, whereas before maybe we were kind of a little more track up to a certain point and then... Um, like in this luxury arena, I just feel like there's so much more options to choose from. There's all these new high-rise condos going up, it seems, every year. 
So Absolutely. And for many years, I think people would think, okay, the luxury sits in Paradise Valley. Mm-hmm. It sits in Scottsdale, North Scottsdale. And that was Arcadia. <laughs> um, and, you know, but pretty much every city here in the valley has, has luxury homes. And people will ask me all the time, they'll say, well, where is that home located? I've never even heard of that area. I didn't even realize they have luxury homes. So pretty much anywhere you look, there's growth, there's custom homes, there's amazing properties that are sitting on acreage mm-hmm. with horse setups, right? To the home sitting on the hillside, the mountaintop, or on the golf course, or just the natural desert out in North Scottsdale or yeah. Cave Creek. I mean, Arizona has so many beautiful mountain ranges and numerous different cities. So pretty much anywhere you go, there's tons of luxury homes nestled in those foothills or even a top, like you mentioned. So it's it's really exciting. I think whatever you're looking for, whether that's lifestyle or certain, you know, scenic environments, maybe you're into golf. I mean, there's something for everyone here. That's right. You bring up a good point. So if you're looking for a view home mm-hmm. or you're looking for a home, meaning on a golf course, there's waterfront properties where you can actually have a pontoon boat or a kayak in your backyard. There's a few that even allow paddle boarding. Not all do, but some do. Um, if you're looking for something like that, you want to go out and play golf and you want to just kind of hang out at the country club within the neighborhood, reach out to the Carol Race team. We know where these communities are. We have access to them. We bring on many properties ourselves in that in those arenas. Reach out to us today at 480-776-5231, and we'd love to get you in to take a look at those homes and find the right home for you and your family. Definitely. We're all about listening and problem solving, so whatever you guys Whatever needs your family has, we're here to, to realize that when it comes to real estate. Um, and just even beyond that, I mean, there's just so many cool builders out there, like we mentioned a little bit earlier. So if you are looking for a new build, we can help you there too. A lot of people start their search without an agent. And unfortunately, once you walk in, you kind of lose your representation. That's so if right. You, if you're thinking of doing a new build, definitely reach out to us and let us help you. That's right. And if you're a seller and you're hearing us today and you're thinking, you know, I think it's the time to get our home on the market. We're hearing, having this conversation every day with mm-hmm. many of our listeners. You're calling in. We're coming into your homes. We're sitting with you. We're meeting with you. And many people feel like, I don't want to miss out on this market. I see where prices are going. I know inventory's rising. We see a change. We're hearing the national media to the local media say that, you know, Days on market are getting a little longer and things like that. Reach out to us today. We'd love to come sit with you, show you how the Carol Race team takes a different approach Mm -hmm. to getting your home sold fast and for top dollar. We'd love to talk with you. And Josh, how can they reach us? You can always pick up the phone and give us a call at 480-776-5231. Again, that's 480-776-5231. Or you can go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Yeah, we're going to go to break in just a few minutes, Josh, actually a minute or so, (laughs) but we're going to be um, bringing a special guest on. And this is someone that I think it's going to be important for our listeners to listen to because he brings valuable information from the appraisal side. We did have him on our, we did talk with him a couple weeks ago here in studio, so it is going to be pre-recorded, but the content is valuable, and we think it's really important that our listeners tune in and hear this information. Definitely, especially if you are on that luxury side of things, we've had him out to our properties just because sometimes custom features need that extra set of eyes to help guide the value there. So if that sounds like you, you're going to want to stay tuned. 
We've got some great information coming your way, and then we'll have our under a million market as well. That's right. You are listening to the Carol Race Real Estate Show right here on News Talk 550 KFYI. We're here with you every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Remember, pick up the phone and give us a call or go to carolhasthebuyers.com. We're going to be right back after this short break. You're going to want to stay tuned. The following segment is pre-recorded from a few weeks ago, but still contains valuable information. We hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce, and I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon. And of course, I'm in the studio with Josh Collum. And Josh, today we have a very special guest with us. That we do. That we do. We have Ryan Riveras, and he is the CEO of Accelerated Appraisal Management Company. So, Ryan, what is... An appraisal management company. Sure, yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, An appraisal management company, uh, you have to carry a license in the state you're operating in in order to facilitate the appraisal management side for appraisals that come in from lenders to appraisers. So our responsibility is to take appraisals from lenders and subcontract them out to appraisers and bring them in, review them, make sure they're compliant, send them to the lender. So we operate as the middleman, the communication between a lender and appraiser. Okay, so I so it seems to me, Ryan, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of this appraisal management started after the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in 07, 08, 09, and 10, we began then to see, Josh, the these appraisal management companies come in, and that's just to kind of keep everything yeah, so so there's so back in 0708 when the market um, started to crash, mm-hmm. um, there was always been AMCs, but they weren't very prevalent like today. Okay. Um, we had the HVCC, which is the Home Valuation Code of Conduct, come in place that said that nobody's allowed to talk to the appraiser, or no no lenders allowed to talk to the appraiser. And then it switched to the Dodd Frank Protection uh, Act and. It loosened up a little bit, but the AMCs um, were the best option to keep everybody safe so there wasn't any collusion. Any collusion. And Josh, that's that's the big word there. And so I know that today, Ryan, when when an appraiser comes out that a lender has sent, so the buyer's mm-hmm. getting financing, right, Josh? And it is our listing. Yes. Okay. And so the, the buyer's lender sends the appraiser out. As listing agents, we are not supposed to have much interaction with that appraiser. We're not allowed at any any point to try to influence the appraiser, correct? Um, yeah, it's kind of a gray area on that, right? Because your job as a listing agent is to sell your product. Right. Um, so, you're, you're al- <laughs> so you're allowed to, to talk to the appraiser. You're allowed to present mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. with information. I mean, if mm-hmm. there's any – I'm a real estate appraiser personally myself. I know you are, and, and a good one. <laughs> thank you. And and the, the best the best approach – and this is when I come in and speak to brokerages about how to approach an appraiser. Mm-hmm. The best approach is – uh, you know, welcome the appraiser to the property. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, say, hey, go do go do your thing. If right. you could just give me a few minutes at the end, right? Um, you know, have your uh, packet available. If you want to present uh, closed sales, do it. I, I don't think there's any problem with that. Um, I think most appraisers welcome that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing you could do is have a, a sheet of upgrades, of upgrades mm-hmm. the cost, Recent. yes, yes, um, yeah. How long ago it was? You know, how much money was spent. That is super helpful to an appraiser, uh, and as a pers- appraiser myself, I, I welcome that. Um, there are a few appraisers out there that mm-hmm. 
think that that's not allowed. It's just, but it's just simply not true. It is. Josh, what do we do on the Carol Reese team? <laughs> you guys have probably heard us say this, but we always meet the appraisers when we're working with the sellers. We do. We've got, like you said, a um, any upgrades that we provide there. Um, comps, I like to include the purchase contract. I'm sure they've gotten that from the lender, mm-hmm. but just to be safe, if there's been a multiple offer situation, I mean, we want to give all the, the – uh, material items that we can to the appraiser to really show that worth. Absolutely. You know, Ryan and Josh, here's a couple of things too. So we just recently put a home on the market and that seller had done a roof the summer before. Mm-hmm. $35,000 for a new roof, uh, roof underlayment. The appraiser coming in can't see that. Right. Right. They, they don't know that. They're not party to the home inspection. They're not party to a lot of these things. I think that has value to that appraiser. It does. It yeah. has value. A- yeah, yeah a- absolutely. Um, I-, I couldn't give you a value today of what that looks like because what they're going to do is they're going to look in the marketplace. They're going to try to find a home mm-hmm. that has a-, a new roof on it. Mm-hmm. And then if everything else were to line up, you mm-hmm. would do a paired sales analysis sure. to dis- the to dis- not discern, but to to separate the value of what that roof. We let the appraisers worth. do that. We just provide the information. <laughs> the other thing too that we like to do when we provide a, a comparables is we want to give single stories to mm-hmm. single stories, uh, two stories to two stories, and basements to basements. Now I know that Most there has time. to be there has to be some some take and give because there's not always that product True. out there. But we try to provide as much information as we can to the appraiser and then get out of their way and let them do their job. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, a little bit in reverse, right? Let them do their job, job and, and then, then provide and them. then yeah. get out of their yeah, way. I don't, I don't know what it is, but like well, at the beginning of an appraiser shows up, um, what I've seen is they get a little just, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, hold on, yeah, I just got I, here. Yeah, right? just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me <laughs> so, breathe, let me breathe. So if you let, if you let them mm-hmm, kind of get mm-hmm, in, in the motion of things mm-hmm, and then they finish, yeah, they feel yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm okay, ready to now listen. I'm ready. Yeah. Yes. All right, so let's change, let's change the subject just sure. a little bit. Ryan, I gauge the market as a mm-hmm. real estate agent. And Josh, you know that at the Carol Royce tre- team, we trend the market weekly. Mm-hmm. We, we watch this thing seriously every single week. Yes. But as an appraiser, here's what I say to some of my sellers, and I'm sorry to beat up on appraisers okay. today, but I say, here, here, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, today, we're looking at today, and we're looking 90 days forward mm-hmm. because we're looking at putting your home on the market today, finding a buyer, and closing it 90 days forward. Appraisers come in. They're looking today, but they're looking historical data. Correct. And and in this crazy market, that's a kind of a collision course because what happened in the past has really no bearing much on what's going on today in this crazy market. Yes. So the an appraiser's response should be when they're this is a technical, really boring term, but like a 1004 MC, it's a 1004 market conditions report, and this is what they're pulling off okay. the multiple listing uh, system, the MLS. Okay. Um, and what that'll show is the trend of Trending. increase mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of value, and then they'll mm-hmm. add, or they should at least, if it's prevalent in that market, that little micro market mm-hmm. of where that home is selling, then they should be adding a time adjustment. And that Good. would offset um, the historical data right. of how it's trending forward. So let's talk about the high-end market, because sure. when I have a high-end property, many times I call you. I, mm-hmm. I always say, Josh, if it's a unique property, my recommendation to that seller is, is let's get an appraisal. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I like to call you out, Ryan, is because many times the square footage is wrong on tax records. And yes, when you often. remeasure the house, you can pick up square footage for us. That's correct. 
And on some of these unique properties, there's no footprint. There's there's nothing that compares to it in the neighborhood or mm-hmm. surrounding area. So I always like, Josh, and I know you do too, to call Ryan and say, would you do an appraisal on this house? That helps me establish value, sure. which gives credibility to the buyer and credibility to that buyer agent. What are your thoughts on that? On appraisals? In general, about luxury prior, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a great idea. Um, And even counter to that, which is you don't want any surprises if the home measures smaller. Because eventually there's going to be (laughs) an appraiser coming out there. And so to have that verified, to be able to price point your home uh, ahead of time is is very smart and a very small investment uh, on a very large value And Josh, as you know, we we use those appraisals to our seller's advantage, too, because so many times a buyer or a buyer agent, you know, they, they don't know the value. Of that house. <laughs> they yep. don't. I mean, I've worked with tons of buyers agents out there who even if you give comps to, they're like, we're not seeing the value. So yep. any additional piece of ammo helps, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just so many things that these high-end houses have that, you know, the buyers so out there might not yes, really yes. realize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it just goes to further show, you know, the worth is there and give them that mm-hmm. peace of mind that if they are buying this, that the value is there. Absolutely. So we so we do suggest that on mm-hmm. many of our high-end properties and we always we always refer those to you Ryan. So I'm seeing that the high-end market is still pretty stable. What are you seeing? I, I agree. The high-end market's like a freight train, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Once it gets moving, you know, it, it also takes a long time to yeah. slow down. Um, I think there's the good products are still flying off the mm-hmm. shelves. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, you know, we're starting to see days on market go up. We are. Um, but that mm-hmm. being said, um, I still believe we have a strong luxury market because there's been people that have been waiting for six months in the backlog and now they're finally able to get in. Um, and that creates demand. And with demand, you, you know, you still mm-hmm. have good values. Um, there, it's still a strong seller's market. It is. Um, I agree. You know, we are seeing like what it was accelerating previously to, I don't think decelerating is the right word, but just getting towards a yeah, center point. Yeah, a center point. That, that's a good way to put it because, Josh, we're seeing that too. We're not We're not seeing a huge increase. We're not mm-hmm. seeing a huge decrease. We're kind of seeing a leveling off. Which I think our market may have needed for quite some time. I mm-hmm. know we've always been hearing and saying that it's been appreciating so mm-hmm. fast mm-hmm. that at some point what goes up comes down. And while it's not going down, it's just leveling off. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives, you know, a little bit more breathing room for some buyers out there. They don't have to necessarily make a decision immediately upon seeing a house. They can mm-hmm. talk it over. I mean, it's you not mean they be, don't have you know, to run out and write an offer on the hood of the car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to give you much wiggle room, yeah. but at least, you know, it makes the market a little more fair, I would say. So, Ryan, yeah. what we've been doing is we've been saying to our sellers, high-end and, and that mid-range seller, that rather than expecting an offer on your house in two hours after mm-hmm. it comes mm-hmm. on the market, instead of being two hours, it might be two days, it might be two weeks, it might be even two months. But Could it's be. okay because that's still a strong seller's market. Sure. We have not moved away from a seller's market. Sure. No, ab- absolutely not. I was just talking to a, a realtor a friend of mine, and, and they were talking about uh-huh. how they just had a home, um, a three and a half million dollar home sell over the weekend. Oh, good. So, good. you know, prices are still moving quickly. 
prices are still moving quickly. Hey, we have had a great time with Ryan. I'm going to have you come back for the next segment because I want to talk a little bit about that mid-range, that mid-range market. Uh, this is Carol Royce. I'm here with you every single weekend. I am in the studio with Joshua Collum, and we're, we're, we're having a great discussion today because no matter where we go, Josh, people always say, hey, when they find out we're realtors, what's going on with the market, <laughs> right? Yeah, and we're here to tell you all about it, so you're going to want to stay tuned, definitely. Uh, Come back for the next segment, and we'll continue talking to you. We're going to continue talking, but we're going to kind of move in, Ryan, into that mid-range market. Okay. Uh, because that one is still lightning fast, too. It is. It is. So so the high-end market, we're still in a seller's market, correct? Correct. That mid-range market, we're still in a seller's market. Correct. Correct. And in my opinion, Josh, we're going to be in that seller's market for throughout 2022. I agree. I agree. Hey, it's Carol Royce. Come on back. We're going to be right back with you. The following segment is pre-recorded from a few weeks ago, but still contains valuable information. We hope you enjoy. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Carol Royce, and I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon, and I am in studio today with Josh Collum. And Josh, we've got one of our favorite appraisers in the house today. Now, that's kind of an oxymoron, right, Josh? <laughs> you know, when we go, oh, financing appraisers. But but we've got Ryan Rivera in, in studio with us today, and he is president and CEO of Accelerated Appraisal Management Company. So, Ryan, as you know, real estate agents and sellers, we kind of have a love-hate with, with appraisers right? That's correct. We, we do. I'm so sorry to say that, but but we really do. But when we get to select an appraiser, you're the guy we come to. Yes. Thank you. When we get to select the appraiser, we only get to select the appraiser in a couple of different instances, <laughs> but but when we do, uh, you're, you're our go-to guy. So, you know, let's just talk a little bit, Josh, ab- about the different kind of appraisers that are out there. So we've got your conventional appraisal. What is that, Ryan? So um, it would be a con- like a conventional loan. Um, that would be your traditional uh, loan that you're getting that's um, typically... Uh, it's not 10. a government loan. It's it's not a government loan. Okay. Correct. Re- correct. That would be through private lending. Right. Um, and then you have a VA loan. Okay. A VA loan is for the veterans. Um, if you've served in the military mm-hmm. in some sort, um, you're offered special financing uh, to and help. And that's a home. great program. And, you know, in this market, Josh, it's really mm-hmm. kind of sad, Ryan, because these are yeah. for our veterans, right? Correct. But many sellers see VA and they want to go the other way, Ryan. Do you, are you finding that, Josh? I would. I yeah. know that now that the market is, you know, stabling a little more instead of just being on that constant incline, mm-hmm. we might see more balancing when it comes to seeing VA product being accepted. I know cash has still been a huge player cash in this market, king. but yep. um, I think, you know, out there, sellers are still going to have some great options. They might weigh them a little differently now that mm-hmm. it's not the, the frenzy it's been. But sure. on a VA appraisal, mm-hmm. if the vet doesn't want to, they don't have to put any money down. Um, I'm not I'm not really sure what the details are on mm-hmm. what their mm-hmm. requirements mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. Um, but I do know it's it's more friendly for the for the it's buyer. It's very friendly for mm-hmm. the veteran yes. buyer. And then again, we've got you, we've got another government one. It's called FHA. Correct. And and that again is less money down typically for the borrower. Three point five percent down. Yes. And I know that's a lending question, not an appraisal question. But when you go out, and if it's conventional VA or FHA, mm-hmm. is there any difference? Any discrepancies? Do you have have to treat one differently than the other? Yeah. Um, I mean, the appraisal process is a little bit different for conventional, you know, their appraisers measuring the property, verifying right. square footage, which mm-hmm. is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, approach to value is the same, whether that's conventional VA or, okay. or FHA. Okay. 
FHA, you have to do a few more things. You have to check appliances. Water has to be on. Electric has to be mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, different photographs mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. are in place. Mm -hmm. uh, VA is is somewhere in between mm -hmm. the conventional and FHA requirements. And so, Josh, we we suggest FHA from time to time for for your kind of that first time home buyer mm -hmm. because again, the qualifying uh, rates are a little bit easier than conventional, and again, that down payment is only three and a half percent. Mm -hmm. And you can get gift money. So grandparents, if you've got a grandchild that hasn't bought a house, you might want to you might want to consider talking to them about getting into the real estate market, going and buying that house, helping them out because you can gift them money, right Josh? Definitely. I mean FHA is a great program. It allows mm -hmm. for a lot of people to get in the market for mm -hmm. lower costs. Again, it can be a little competitive now just it because is. there are so many buyers in the market. Right. However, I've definitely sold some FHA or helped uh, some clients who were using FHA buy houses in the past two years. So yeah. it's doable. It's, it's not... doable. And I think, Josh, what you're saying is, man, when you're in this, say, in this under 600 price range, and mm -hmm. it was not only two years ago that we were saying 400, right? <laughs> right? And that's how much this market's appreciating. Mm -hmm. But but it's harder for those buyers to secure a home because they're competing with so darn much cash out there. Mm -hmm. There, yeah, it's it's definitely a little more difficult. I mean, we do have different programs that might allow you, even if you are an FHA buyer, to potentially buy with cash and still use financing. So if that's something that you're looking into... You need to call to, us. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You need to call us because you're right. We can turn your financing offer into a cash offer and mm -hmm. still allow you to finance. And beyond that, there's been instances where we've had people call in and maybe they're not ready today to buy a house mm -hmm. just because of you know, credit or financial circumstances, but we can get them on the right track. So mm -hmm. if you've been thinking about home ownership, you owe it to yourself to pick up the phone and give us a call. We can make sure that you get on that path. 480-776-5231. Because Ryan, I, I, I was sharing with you earlier that I was reading an article not long ago that said middle America is being priced out of housing. Right. Middle America. And you know, that's a heart, that's a heartbeat that's of our country. Yes. That's the heartbeat yes. of our country. And so it's very, very, sad when I when I read an article like that. But with prices going up, and you've mm -hmm. certainly seen that in Maricopa County. Very much so. As we have. And the interest rates going up. That is a double whammy, Josh, for that home buyer. Yeah. I mean, we've always said on this show that your payment more often than not could be interest rate driven yes. more so than the purchase exactly. price. Now, when both yep. are going up, obviously, you've got both of those things impacting what you can really afford. Truly, truly. Um, we've said that if the uh, interest rate goes up half a percent, you could be missing out on that upgraded kitchen or an extra bedroom. Swimming pool. Yeah. And I've definitely seen, you know, some buyers out there who unfortunately against our counsel have, you know, waited, waited. to buy, mm -hmm. hoping that the market will mm -hmm. go down. And unfortunately it's it hasn't. It's not going to go down, guys. Right. <laughs> it's not going to go down. And so they are kind of coming to terms yeah. that they're not getting the features they could have had a year or two ago. So, Truly. I mean, if again, if you're thinking of home ownership and you at least need to get in, start building that equity. I so agree. So Ryan, you're looking at this data all of the time, and so are we. Yes. We, 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 are, we are looking at this data because we're advising home buyers and home sellers. When you're taking a look at that, that 600 and under, that market is still fast. Are you seeing it fast? Very much. So I just looked on the MLS. There was 5,055 single-family residential homes for sale within Maricopa and the surrounding areas. Right, right, right. 75% um, of it was homes under a million, and it declines 
when you get to the 600 and even below oh that. Oh, my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that being said, I, I love what Josh said of, of getting in a home yeah. um, and getting that equity because you're going to get equity. You will get equity, we're guys. so low on inventory. That's Traditionally, right. we have, what is it, twenty to 25,000 homes on the market. Um, so there's, there's time, so it's time to get in. I want to piggyback on that. So mm-hmm. what Ryan said is traditionally we have about 20,000 homes on the market in Maricopa Pinal County. Mm-hmm. And that's a good balanced market, right, Josh? That is. It's we're 15,000 homes short, Ryan, right. according to your numbers. And, and we're, we're experiencing that too. But here's the other thing that we're seeing, you know, your figure of 5,000 homes on the market, that number is up from last week, Ryan. That's so correct, we yeah. are seeing more houses come Coming on the market, which Josh is leading us to seeing that there is just a little bit of a plateauing going on out there in our residential market. Definitely. And I, I do think seasonally we do start to see our market, mm-hmm. um, you know, decline a little during this time of year. We have so many buyers who start leaving the marketplace mm-hmm. as it gets a little warmer. So. Right. I don't know how much that's going to play into this year, but it's definitely something that we're going to track week after week. Mm-hmm. Um, and with more houses out there, I mean, again, it gives you more options as a buyer. Um, you've got a few more things to see. Maybe you could wait a little bit before purchasing. You mean so. you could, you might be able to go home, uh, ha- ha- have a glass of wine or, or something and, and, and say, okay, let's go make an let's offer on that house. This, yes. 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 yes, yes. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, so here's what I want to leave you with. We are still in a seller's market in Maricopa County. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're in a seller's market. Josh, I don't see that declining through 2022. No, I still see a strong year ahead of us. I do too. I do too. Ryan, the only thing we don't know about 2023 is how inflation's going to impact our real estate market. Sure. Because people, uh, the higher inflation goes, the less dollars you have to spend. Right. right? And what interest rates will do. Right. So when we say on the Carol Royce uh, radio show, you can't you can't time the market. We we can't time the market because there are things that are out of the control of the real estate market. Interest mm-hmm. rates and inflation. Right. We, we don't yes. know. We yes. don't know. But Josh, my projection for 2023 is still a pretty solid seller's market. Yeah, I mean, like we were saying in the last segment, real estate definitely has a lagging effect. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even if the market were to change, if interest rates skyrocketed um, and prices you know, didn't really wane, at some point, the market would have effect to that. It doesn't happen overnight, but again, I, I still think we've got an, an, a, another strong six months ahead of us. I do too. I do too. And I still think that 2023, because Ryan, here's what we know. The builders can't build them fast enough. That's they correct. can't buy the land. They can't get the infrastructure and they can't build them fast enough. And we are still seeing a huge migration into Maricopa County. Right, right. Lots of people moving Mm -hmm. in, lots Mm -hmm. of money moving Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. and not enough homes for for the buyers. And so what that all does, when you put a pretty bow around it, Josh, that says seller's market. Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. It's it's great things to come. The, The real estate market doesn't move like... Like the food market or the gasoline market. Or the stock or, market. Or the stock market. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's slower. Uh, but then again, Ryan, I don't think we're going to go back and revisit 27, 8, 9, and 10. I don't think absolutely we're going to do that. No, absolutely not. There's there's way too many um, safety nets mm-hmm, that have been put mm-hmm, in place on mm-hmm, lending. Mm-hmm. And before, you know, somebody who was making $60,000 a year could own five homes. That yeah, just can't today. happen anymore. No, that just can't happen today. And that was a good thing. Yes. That, yeah, that was a good uh-huh. thing. That was a good thing. So that keeps us all safe mm-hmm. in our equity. So, Josh, I was talking with a buyer this morning who said we're panicked. Uh, our house price is a new new construction just went up mm-hmm. and our, the interest rate just went up. Should we pull out of the contract? 
I said, no. You move forward and you close on that house mm-hmm. while you still have an opportunity to do, so. To do mm-hmm. so. Because next year the price will be higher and the interest rate, there's a very good possibility it will be higher, Josh. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing that. I know the feds have said that they may raise again. And <laughs> you don't want to be in a position where you can't afford anymore or get into home ownership. That's just scary. Again, we always want you to build that equity and mm-hmm. let that money work for you. Build the equity because we know, Ryan, that rents are so darn high. They so are. you're either going to own or you're going to rent or you're going to live under a bridge. That's correct. And we would prefer that you own, right, Josh? Definitely. I mean, we've always said yeah. on this show that uh, residential real estate is the fastest way to build wealth in this country. Mm-hmm. So Go do we it. want that to be the case for you. Hey, you have been listening to the Carol Royce Real Estate Show. We have been so excited today to have Ryan Riveras on with us today. He is extremely knowledgeable and he is the appraiser of choice for the Carol Royce team. Thank you, Ryan, for coming into studio today. Thank you so much, Carol. So we'll be right back, and we're going to be talking about our Arizona real estate market. Welcome back to the Carol Royce Real Estate Show. I'm in studio today with Josh Collum. Hey there. I hope everyone listening is having a great Sunday afternoon. That's right. And I'm Vicki Middlebrook, and we're here with you with the Carol Royce Real Estate Show every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. You know, Josh, we had a special guest on few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And yes, that content was pre-recorded, so the market has changed a little bit, but we still thought that it brought valuable information to our listeners. Yeah, I mean, even though the market is changing, that doesn't negate that appraisers are going to be, you know, part of the process for real estate. Anytime you use financing, you're pretty much going to have an appraisal. Um, and even then, in the luxury department, um, there might be times where you still want to get an appraisal up front. So definitely some great content there, I would say. That's right. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to break down what's currently going on in this real estate market because it seems like day to day things are kind of changing, Josh. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we look back just three, four weeks ago, the market has a different temperature out there today. Definitely. So we're going to break down what's going on in that under a million single family detached real estate market right here in Maricopa and Pinal counties. Currently... Active for sale, single-family detached homes. There's 7,361 homes on the market. The average price point is $563,284. Days on market are averaging 31 days. Under contract in escrow, there's 7,529 homes with buyers on them. They're probably going through that home inspection. Mm -hmm. Some of them are probably cash buyers. A few of them are probably going through the financing, right? The average price point for those homes, 505000 with average days on market, 27 days. Now, if we just take a look at just what has closed since last week's show, and what was that, the beginning of June? Yep. There's 1,547 homes, single family detached, under a million. Average price point, $531,403, with days on market averaging 26 days. So we're still seeing pretty good numbers. Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, the biggest shock there, and this is kind of something that we've been repeating week after week, I would say, is inventory is on the rise. It is. We're noticing more and more of that week after week. Um, It's probably not going to stop anytime soon, I would say. But um, as far as the comings, or not the coming soons, but the pendings and the close, those kind of seem still in order. There's still, you know, 7,500 that are in escrow right now. Right. And over 1,500 close. So that still seems healthy. That shows me that the market is moving. People are still selling um, during this transitional market. 
What we're seeing is that, you know, buyers have more choice today mm-hmm. than ever before because more inventory is coming on the market. And, you know, back in February, maybe we were at a couple thousand homes on the market. So buyers have more selection today. Definitely. And I mean, I'm out there showing houses and there's definitely some houses that you go to and there's still a line out the door. I mean, I think the market right. um, has more options, but there's always going to be hot neighborhoods and this and that. But Overall, I would say when I'm with buyers, it feels like there's a little more breathing room, that they have a little bit more time to think about the house. They don't necessarily need to stop, drop, and write the second we see it. I mean, it's definitely balancing more towards the buyer's favor, but we're still in a seller's market. Oh, still strong, strong seller's market in the sense of the days on market. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe because of interest rates and less buyers out there, maybe that will change in the future. What I see out there is I see, yes, you're right, Josh, there are still some homes where they have the multiple offers. Mm -hmm. And there's some strategies out there like, hey, let's price the house undervalue so we can still get that buyer demand that's going on too quite a bit but at the end of the day i see and i hear in the voices of people who call into the show or to sellers out there a little bit of fear Mm -hmm. because there's an uncertainty of what's going on in our country number one with the inflation and the gas prices and then they hear that the interest rates are you know where they are today as the feds keep raising them. And then they know the inventory is coming on the market. And they some of them are saying, hey, we're seeing where it used to be a home would come on our, on our street and there'd be multiple offers. And now we're seeing that that home's on the market 30 days, 40 sitting. days, 50 mm-hmm. days. What's going on there? And, you know, there has been a little bit of a shift. It's okay. But you need the right team now more than ever to help you in the sale of your home. it Agent selection matters more than ever, Josh. Definitely. I mean, in the past couple of years, you know, people had the misconception that every home sold. And while that wasn't the case, I think it, you know, left a lot of room for maybe some of the more of the novice agents out there or ones who would, you know, cut corners. But in a market like this, you really need a team that's going to market your home to the fullest ability, who has the reach and the expertise to make sure that you can get to the closing table. There's just so many unknowns, and I don't think that relying on some of the gimmicks out there is going to cut it in a, in a market like this. Right. You know, I'm hearing stories like, um, you know, there's, there's stats right out of our National Association of Realtors that have a percentage that's not very strong for how many homes actually sell on an open house. Mm -hmm. So while maybe that was the trend to have like an open house on the opening weekend and have people come in just for a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. today it's going to take more than that to get a home sold. Those type of systems we're seeing just aren't where the buyers are. You really need to have a team that's going to go to work, roll up their sleeves, work hard, market the home, and properly bring your home to market with the right photos and the description and um, the buyers and systems like the Carol Royce team has more than ever. That's just it. I mean, the Carol Royce team has been around for over 35 years. We have seen up markets, we've seen down markets, and we know how to perform in them. Um, There are definitely agents out there who are a little greener and unfortunately are going to learn during this process. But we're, we've been through this. We know that not every home is the same. We don't treat them the same. We have different steps for how we actually take a home into our inventory and how we market that. Every home is different and unique and we play to their strengths. 
And I think that's why we've been so successful and why we've stayed around for such a long time. You know, I couldn't agree with you more, Josh. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so true that the Carol Royce team, we take pride in what we do. And Carol started this business over 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. I joined her back in 1990. And then... um, we had my husband, Eric, come alongside and some others. And then, of course, we <laughs> birthed a few of our – I birthed a few of the team members yes. as well. So, um, you know, times have changed, and it's exciting to see the growth that our team has had. But the thing about it, what you mentioned, which was so important, is how many markets we've been in, where we mm-hmm. see the ups and the downs, and we study, and we want our listeners every single Sunday when we come to you, or some of you are listening via podcast on your own day and time, but we want you to be educated on what our actual local real estate market is doing. Because if you know those trends, you'll know when it's right for your family to buy a home or to sell a home when that's right for you. Exactly. We always want to elevate our our clients, our listeners to prosper. And we start with that just by giving you accurate information week after week. Yeah, so Josh, I want to come to our listeners right now and talk about an amazing home that we have in a lifestyle community. And this subdivision lifestyle community is called Incantera. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in Queen Creek. It's a beautiful master planned community that is unbelievable from the time you drive into the guard gated community and you see that lush green golf course, all of the amenities they have there, tennis. They have four swimming pools. One's indoor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They have clubs. They have events. They have dining there. There's so many things you can do. But you know what goes on with this community sometimes? Sometimes people think that it's just for 55 plus. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you, there's a section in the neighborhood that is, but the rest of the neighborhood is open to all ages. So this particular home that we're selling at 1392 East Verde Boulevard in Queen Creek in this beautiful subdivision of Encantera, it's in the all ages section. So you can have kids if you have kids. You can be a professional couple. Anyone can live in this section, any age. And the beautiful thing about this home is it's designed as a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half. But one of those bedrooms, Josh, is in the casita. And when I talk about this casita, it is amazing. It has the full bathroom. It has the you know, the the bedroom area has an area where you can have your built-ins with your mini fridge mm-hmm. and things like that. It's just beautiful. <laughs> but this home has all today's current trends. I was just going to say, I'm taking a look at it right now, and it's stunning on the inside. So not only are you getting the lifestyle of Encantera, you're also getting the beautiful home as well. Oh, my gosh. This home's priced for sale at 950000 The kitchen features beautiful upgraded raised panel cabinetry. Backsplash designed to the ceiling, five burner gas cooktop for those of you that like to cook on gas. Here you go. Stainless appliances, oversized island with breakfast bar and LED down lighting. And the feature that everybody loves about this home, it has the nice sliding door for that indoor outdoor indoor, lifestyle outdoor from mm-hmm. the family room. But then when you go into the master bedroom suite, it has dual entries to the bathroom. So each vanity is on its own side. Oh, cool. There's dual private toilet rooms (laughs) so you're on your side his and hers uh, yeah that's right and there's also dual closets but it's unbelievable with a separate shower and tub so if you're looking for an amazing home in Encantera for nine hundred fifty thousand, you owe it to yourself to call us and say i want to see this property at 1392 east verde boulevard 
Yeah, it's a great home. I'm definitely curious to seeing more and more about it. I'm reading it as we speak. <laughs> and I think as far as Queen Creek goes, I mean, a lot of people don't understand how much it's built out out there. So you've got the, all the amenities, the great restaurants, the movie theater. I mean, it it's developed so much. Oh, that's right. My neighbor or the sellers were actually telling me that they just went to Fat Cats not too far mm-hmm. from the property <laughs> and saw the new Top Gun movie. So there's a lot of action out there. Hey, we've had a great show with you today. And we want to thank you for tuning in every Sunday afternoon and being loyal listeners to the Carol Royce Real Estate Show. We appreciate you, and we hope you have an amazing Sunday afternoon. It's hot out there. Go jump in your swimming pool or go drink a nice cold iced tea or whatever your favorite (laughs) beverage might be and enjoy the rest of the Sunday afternoon. And if you're thinking about buying and selling, pick up the phone and call Carol today at 480-776-5231. Or you can always go to carolhasthebuyers.com. We'll see you next Sunday afternoon. See you next week.